only my second time in Athens. I came the, the first time last year, and uh, I've been to most of the countries in Europe. I traveled quite a lot. I went to, I think, 34 countries just in Europe now, maybe 63 countries around the world. But uh, I had to schedule my diet. I'm, I'm fat right now, as you may have noticed. And uh, I had to, to schedule to, to cut my calories after my trip to Athens, because I like your fucking food too much. <laughs> so. I order maybe five entrees, like five, five uh, dinners, main course. And the, the waiters, they look at me, you know, you order one thing, you order another thing, and then somebody else orders to say, no, 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 he already ordered the, you know. And uh, I say, oh, wait a minute, more, more. You order another dish, another dish. They say, you know, sir, this is too much, too much. And I've never seen this anywhere. I, I would never hire, if I, if I owned a restaurant, I would never ever hire a Greek waiter because it's terribly bad for business. They say, you know, they try to talk the customer out of buying more. Of course, I want the fucking customer to buy more. But by five meals, the, their facial affects, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's too much. It's too much. No, 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 no. I said, you know, no, take away, take away later. You know, Bring me five fucking meals. So, uh, I like your saganaki and a bunch of other shit that I can't pronounce. <laughs> and man, it's fucking good. Um, I'm mostly going to answer your questions today. And there's you know, two snotty things that I have to deal with. And I just say them up front. And uh, if I piss anybody off early, that's good. You can fuck yourself and leave. Um, but uh, mostly came to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, make sure you, if you ask a question, ask a lot of questions. Ask questions. But uh, talk loud enough so the whole fucking room can hear you, please. I have nothing here. I came here to eat all your food. And I thought, I, I usually have like 10 people travel with me, at least eight. Eight people, 10 people. It's just my buddy and I. And I'm like, you know what? We're in Athens. Let's go talk to the Greek guys. So fucking, just for fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Thank, thanks for coming. No, thank you guys. Just, just be cool and fucking talk outside. I know you're fucking Greek too. You're supposed to talk. I understand. It's, it's a, I know this is a big problem. I understand. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? What are, the, what are the main things you guys have on your mind? Yeah. Hey, man. Um, my name's Alex. I came from Rhodes all the way. So, shut up. Thanks for coming. Um, I came here for the business side of what you actually speak to your masterminds and generally in your videos. Sure. So, I started listening to you like the last three weeks or something. And then you hear that you're gonna have this thing here. And I had to come. So I'm already having some like success in business basically. And I started adopting like your your mental mindset, basically of how to like be really like acting and it's it's fucking great. Like I had Plenty of questions, but it's pretty specific. So, so I got all this disparate knowledge, basically, on, on exactly what you say now, like like psychology, all this stuff, like the same as Travis, like mentioned a little bit before. Like, what was the, the turning point that you actually just congealed all this shit together? You know, there's not, you know, they're just not. There's, everybody thinks there's some big fucking moment in your life, you know. The, the big moments in your life are never a good one. When you have the big moment in your life, it's because there was a car crash. It's because yeah. your friend died from, from a violent act. Actually, yeah. It's because your dad died early. You know, when you have one of those big moments in your life, it's never a fucking good one, you know? And, you know, and that might motivate you, and it should. It, yeah. it should motivate you to go fucking do something. But, 
Man, you know, you, you people, and I, and I do mean you people, is, you know, I, I studied philosophy quite a lot. I was a business major in undergrad, you know, business for graduate school. But I had a minor in philosophy plus several other classes, um, you know, minor in psychology, et cetera. But uh, this kind of is the birthplace of civilization. And you know, I, I don't say it to pander to the audience, but I, I can go anywhere on fucking earth that I want to whenever I feel like it. But I, I really feel something special here. But when I go to the Lyceum, and you know, I would have spent 200 hours, 300 hours reading about you know, Plato, you know, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, and you know, the Alexander the Great stories after Aristotle, et cetera. And um, you guys are supposed to go fucking do something. Yep. Your ancestors did. You guys are supposed to go fucking do something. Your ancestors changed the world. You know, you, you don't, instead of needing a big fucking catalyst, instead of needing a near-death experience or a death in your family or a death of a friend or, or something of this sort, yeah. just, just fucking wake up and go do something. That's, that's, that's just go do it every day. Precisely what I'm saying. Like, like the catalyst for me is it's like, like three weeks ago or something. You know? That's why I came here. Like just, I clicked and I just booked the tickets and I came here like, just to see this. Because for me, the catalyst was just fixing my diet. I figured out I had some shit that cut my energy in half, basically. I knew these things. I was trying to do them, but not consistently. So they wouldn't stick. I would feel once shitty, once like I would feel like a champ, basically. So as soon as I fixed this shit, it started happening in like a consistent way, you know? So I heard you were trying to fix like your diet, basically, like the last bit. I got a lot of low-hanging fruit, sir. <laughs> but 14 kilos, I got to fix. Yeah, that's 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 cool. I, like I I can help with that if you want. But um, I had like specific questions. But, like, we'll bring it. Don't be ashamed to ask a smart question. What do you got? And I've just started now. Like I've just started waking up, and I have all this energy. Like, what kind of advice do you have when you actually feel like you're on top of the the thing? You know. Well, keep going. You, you know, if you if you feel like you're on top of something, keep going. Yeah. There's, there's no. You, obviously, you know, you're, you're talking about your diet, but you're you clearly you've been going to the gym quite a lot. I'm a gymnast. Like I've, I've been like forever, like this basically. But Great. Now I feel like like my brain is optimally functioning. Do, do you need any? Do you use any fucking discipline to go work out? Fuck yeah, every day. Do you still? I find even for me, now I, I am disciplined in the gym. I, I'll go lift weight four days a week. I don't care where I'm at. I don't care if I had a headache. I don't care if I ate something and I vomited. I don't care if I just flew across the fucking world 20, 28 hours or some shit. You gotta go to the gym and you know, I can't make any excuse for that. You know, um, We talk about diet. That's the only area in my life that I've been a pussy. And you know, I, I grew up with a fat mom. She's still obese. She's a wreck. Um, I grew up with a fat mom. Uh, you know rather verbally abusive and occasionally physical abusive. And that was a, the reward mechanism in my house. Now, this is not her fault. This is my fault at yeah, the end yeah. of the day. It's, it, maybe it's her fault when I'm 10 or something, OK? Yeah. It's her fault when I'm 7. It's her fault when I'm 12. But when I'm 40, it's my fucking fault. So that's where, yeah. that's where the story is going to end, by the way. But you know, I still have that psychological anchor in my head of that, you know, well, you, know, you feel a little stressed, just go eat something. You know, oh, you're having trouble sleeping, just fucking go eat something, you know, food coma or some shit. And I've just been a pussy about that. And I can't be a pussy about that anymore because I'm 40. 
And uh, you know, my finances are really in fantastic shape, and for sure they're going to be better. My education is very good. You know, academically, I, I got a great peer group around me and great mentors and other friends around me that I learn new things every day. So I have that you know, mechanism in place to, to keep learning things and keep developing myself. So I mean, the, that's the only thing in my life that I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't even say I feel ashamed of it. I'm just like, well, you know, it'd be weird if I didn't fix that too. Yeah. It'd just be weird if I fixed that, didn't do that too. I don't think it's going to mean shit for my sex life. It might help me make a little bit more money. A business partner would like his business partner to look fit and presentable. Um, I don't think it's going to help me with my sex life at all, but it will help me live a bit longer, have more energy when I'm old, and maybe I'll make a bit more money because I look more presentable to have you know, higher quality business partners. So, so there's some perks there. And I'm, I'm half a Jew, so I have to focus on the money part. So, uh, you know, but yeah, Bobby, it'll help me make more money and live longer to spend it, because the, the sex life's not a motivator for me. So, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, uh, why, why do I say all that on the back end of what you said? It's just like, dude, like, just keep going. If something's working, just keep going. Well, you have to find the synergies. You know, I, academic education is great. You know, I, I spent nine years in college, and uh, my friends who didn't go to college, the, the, the people that I grew up with, you know, half of them are dead, literally. Uh, you know, a third of them are in prison uh, for you know long, long, you know, thirty years life. Uh, so I grew up around some rather rough people. Um, you know, the, the difference between my outcomes or their outcomes is, you know, I was willing to like read books and go do shit. So, you know, reading a book, that's nice. You have maybe, you know, if you read the wrong book, you're just, you know, maybe you're making yourself a bigger dumbass. Um, but I, I don't have, you know, I, I listen to Audible. They, I, I talk about Audible enough that they should give me a fucking endorsement, but they haven't yet. So, you know, Audible endorsement, bring it. Um, but, you know, I'll, when I get on a jet, um, and I'm flying quite a lot, over 300,000 kilometers every year, flying somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. And uh, when I, you know, on my way to the airport, I get in the vehicle, I tell Uber driver, Lyft driver, you know, turn the music off, please, very important email. And sometimes I do respond to an email, but usually I just want to listen to my own fucking stuff and I don't want their, their distraction. I don't, want the, I don't want the volume level on level one or level two so it's still faint and distracting in the background. I want the shit fucking off. So I want, you know, turn that shit off. And you know, if you're listening to music instead of audio books, right, you're giving your competitors a fantastic advantage over you. You're giving your competition a fantastic advantage. Every time you decide to listen to music instead of something educational, you just, you know, it's like you woke up that day and you decided, let me cut off a, a couple centimeters off my cock and just throw it over, you know, don't need that little thing. No, no need, no need to have an optimal outcome. Might as well have a shorter cock. Might as well have a, a, a more feeble brain. So, and you know, when I say this to a group, it'll, it's going to offend some people. Is it, you, know, you know, how dare he talk? That's my leisure time. When I'm listening to the music, that's my leisure time. That's great, and your competition loves it. Your competition loves it when you substitute to leisure instead of doing something productive. It's fantastic. Your competition loves it. They hope you listen to more music. They hope you do more mindless shit. They hope you spend more time playing sports instead of doing something actually productive. Um, you know, play, play sports for fitness, and after you hit your fitness quota, go do something else. Get some money. Help a friend with a project. Start a business. Do something. And uh, you know, the 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 difference between you're, I, I I just my my head even uh, even though I'm not in Athens, my head is full of uh, you know. With, years of reading 20,000 pages of Western philosophy, much of it from this part of the world. So I do think like this all the time, not just because I'm here. 
But you know, what, 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 did, what did the home, what the OGs from here say? What did, what did Socrates say? You know, he didn't even want to spend time around his own children. He said that having, you know, that having children was the end of your intellectual growth. And he took every opportunity to get away from his wife, and I believe he had four kids, I might have that wrong. Um, he took every opportunity to stay away from his own wife and kids. He wanted to go do something and talk to, talk to somebody out in the city, try to learn something new today. And you know, fucking Aristotle, you know, at the time he was alive, he must have been the smartest fucking guy in the world. If you read you know, Nicomachean Ethics or you know, the, his books of you know, metaphysics and uh, so on, um, you know, I, I don't know if there was a person on earth who was, was more educated than he was you know, at the time that he was alive. And that education, well, first of all, we're still talking about him 2,500 years later. And when, when I haven't gone this week, but when I went before to see the Lyceum, you know, there's not much there. But I, you go to Aristotle's school, and I, I still feel a little emotional about it. That uh, you know, one of the most brilliant men perhaps that ever lived, uh, you know, this was his his piece of land or his territory. This is where Aristotle pissed. Um, but it's also probably true, so I, I find that humorous. Like Aristotle farted just over there. So you know that crass humor is stuck in my head too. But but there's also like a you know a touching you know emotional or intellectual moment of you know being in the place where where other you know some of the the best people in history ever, some of the best people to ever be born, you know that that's their piece of the of the world you know, or where Socrates died you know. But AK, what you know, these are people that they they really impacted you know Aristotle Aristotelian logic logic that they still teach in university today. Is still him. Is still the, the much of it. it you know, the foundation of it came from him. Um, you know, Alexander. What, what is the influence of that education? What happened? What did Alexander do? He hung out with Aristotle as a child, and you know, then he went and killed everyone, or said differently in a in a you know uh, a more polite or tempered way. You know, he conquered the known world. And then when he did that, then he conquered some of the unknown world. And he said, when you get to the edge of, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I don't recall the exact quote, but he said, you know, when it's 12 years, he just kept advancing the troops into new land, new land, something like 12 years. And after he conquered everything that the, the humans from this part of the world knew existed at that time, he was like, well, we must keep going. There's more. You know, that's a hell of an adventure. Now, you could say the guy died in his early 30s, et cetera, and, you know, and I understand what happened after him, too, of the, the infighting of his generals, et cetera. But um, you know, what, what's your fucking adventure going to be? What are people going to say about you? And I, I'm not one of these people that's so focused on legacy. Okay, some people that you know they want a fucking monument to build about them or some legacy. You know, most of these are dictators, by the way. Uh, most of them aren't really brilliant people. It's, it's a, a deep narcissism. So you know, I don't I don't really give a shit. What um, you know, I don't need a statue. I don't need my fucking face on uh, on YouTube or on television. I, I, you know, I just want to go through my life and enjoy my life, and I don't mind that anonymity. But I also do feel a happiness that I really, really helped a lot of people change their lives. And this sounds, you know, extraordinarily narcissistic, what I'm about to say. But we really changed evolution. And I, I get emails every week. I get emails constantly. They, I get invited to weddings. I get invited to. I mean, I spent my my fiance and I are doing this. Can you come? I see you're going to be in town. Do you have time for dinner? If I came to every fucking dinner I was invited to, I would have died of heart disease already. It would be bad. You know, children are named after me. Uh, you know, people, people who are, you know, I don't think they were attention seekers. I think people that were seriously considering suicide have written me and told me that, you know, that they, they listened to something I said and they, they felt connected to something again. 
they felt a new purpose in their life to go do something. So I don't, I don't need a monument. I don't even talk about this much. You know? I don't know if I talked about it at all publicly before. I don't need a monument. I don't, I, don't need my, I don't need recognition from strangers. I don't give a shit what strangers think about me. Really couldn't care at all. You know, most people, I don't like most people. And you don't either. You don't either. If you have any doubt of that or if you find that shocking, you know, think of the last thousand guys that you met, last thousand people that you met. You don't like most of them. You'd be happy to hang out with one or two of them. You'd call one or two of them a friend, maybe. Maybe two. If you, if you would call 10 of them a friend, I don't want to be your friend. You have a very loose definition of that word. If 1% if of people you meet you think of as a good friend, I don't want to be friends with that person because you don't know what that fucking word means. So, you know, but what, what, are you, what are you doing? And I, and I don't say that in a, an insulting way or a challenging way. It's just a question to ask yourself. I'm just, well, you, I'm speaking to him, but I'm speaking to all of you. Yeah. You know, it's like, answer that question for yourself. And again, I don't mean in an insulting way, but just a, a bit of a personal challenge of like, you know, for, for me personally, I don't like children. The last thing I'd want to do is raise a child. I don't like children. I'm really in touch with the, you know, the, the Socrates perspective of that. Of, uh, I think it would get in the way of my happiness much, much more than it would add to it. Now, I don't, you know, the, the, the part of my brain, I don't even want to have a fucking dog or something. I like animals. I do like animals. I don't like children. I do like animals. But I don't need to possess one, and I don't need to walk behind it and pick up its shit. You know? It's really not for me. The part of my brain that's you know, like warm or nurturing or what a, what a father, the part of my fatherly brain that would want to help a, a fucking child tie a, tie a fucking shoelace or wipe his ass or something. Um, man, I, I'd rather help somebody change their life. I'd rather help somebody, you know, go make yourself a better person so you can contribute more. Not, not because you're a fucking altruist or a nice guy. Out of sheer selfishness, if nothing else. Make yourself a better person so you can fucking contribute more. And, and that's what's going to get you all the rewards you want. You know, your, your success in life is going to be directly proportional to your ability to help others. I, was, I grew up on welfare, and I think it's disgusting. I've seen my mother exploit that system. My father was in prison. My uncle was in prison. And I've I seen my mother, uh, just every, every handout she could get, every handout she could get, she's, uh, she'd work harder to get the fucking handout than she would to try to go get a job, you know? She might have made more money if she just focused on something else and actually did something. I think it's disgusting. And if that's where you're at right now, you shouldn't be there in a year. Maybe you got a sad story. Fix your fucking story, bitch. Fix your fucking story if you got a sad story. Go do something. Go do something. And you know, there's, just, there's no excuse for this. You, you, your, your ancestors would have died for the opportunities that you have. And did. Would have and did. And I, I think about that sometimes. When I feel like being lazy, when I feel like not doing something, I think, you know, how many of my ancestors wish they had the opportunities that we have today? And you can say, oh, the Greek economy, the Greek... You get, there's something called the internet. There's something called the internet, you know? And the internet doesn't care if you're in Greece or Moldova or, or Uganda, wherever he's from. The, uh, the internet doesn't care if you're from Uganda, doesn't care if you're from Moldova, doesn't care if you're, you know, roads. Does the internet work in roads? It still works in roads. Is the island? Hey, it still works there. You don't need a fucking boat to go get money. You know, it's, 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 it's almost outlawed in Western culture. You're not allowed to speak about reality anymore. So just a continuation of this conversation is, you know, for, for 2,500 years, for more than that, your, you know, our ancestors tried to understand re objective reality better, to understand, you know, to advance science and so on. And, you know, philosophy was the, the precursor of modern psychology and, and, you know, medicine in some ways also. And uh, so for thousands of years, it's, it's a battle 
to advance our circumstances. I mean, you could argue for, for over a billion years it's a battle if you want to you know, go back you know, pre-human or pre-mammal. But uh, now in the modern world, now that things are good, now that we, we, have, we, we enjoy the internet, we enjoy uh, you know, modern science that I can get on a fucking jet and fly anywhere in the world, and I do, all the time. And you, know, I, 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 you pick up your phone, you have, you have more power in, the, in your damn hand than you know, anyone in history did. The most powerful people in history up till a few years ago, they, you, know, you have more power in your fucking hand than whatever type of phone you have. And, then, and now we're also, we're also spoiled that everything is so good, so good, so good. Then the next generation of people are born, or the current generation of people, and they're, they're so ungrateful, they have it so good, that any little inconvenience they, they think is a catastrophe. They th and, and, they, and they think it's your fault. They think it's my fault. Who, who here is over 30? Who's over 30? They think it's your fault. People that are younger than you, they think it's, it's your fault that you didn't make the world perfect. There's still minor inconveniences that they have to tolerate. It's your fault that, that us old people, we didn't make the perfect for them, so they could just have everything for fucking free and easy. And it's it just a, a, it's such a disgrace, it's such a, it, it, it's so, such a disrespect for history, it's such a disrespect for the, 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 the sacrifice and suffering that you know, your ancestors and their ancestors and their ancestors made, it's, it's really a tragedy. And, you know, and you're not allowed to speak about that anymore. You're not allowed to speak about that. You, know, we have, you have a true victim culture happening that, uh, you know, if you're a victim, that's great. If you're a victim, you're, you're supposed to be coddled, you need a hug. It's not your fault, it's definitely somebody else's. Probably, probably the fault of somebody who was productive. It's probably your oppressor and you didn't even know it. And these people, you know, they don't read, they have the attention, they have an eight second attention span from their social media. So they don't read, they don't do anything. It's, it's, it's real, you know, you, you, and it's gonna be a real problem for your generation. You know, I, I feel like it's a real problem in my life that, uh, you know, there, there's, you know, I, I have a group of people, wherever I go, anywhere on earth, I, I, I put this event on the schedule something like 10 days ago, maybe two weeks, I don't know. But I, I mentioned, I was already in Europe, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to Athens anyway, you know, put, it, put it on the schedule, you know, I'll do an extra talk. And you know, so I, I, I have the, the luxury of having an audience anywhere in the world I go, there'll be a group of serious people come to see me, and that, that's such a great privilege. That's such a great privilege that People don't come to see me because they're a little bitch generally. You know, there's 10% you know, of the room that I'm offending, and, and fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, whoever you are. It's probably some, somebody who's not laughing right now. So fuck you, whoever you are. But, and, and leave. If you, if you had any self-respect, you'd leave. If, you had any self, if you're offended and you had a bit of self-respect, you would just leave and go do something more productive. But if you're offended, it's probably because you're a lazy bitch. So you got nothing else to do, do you? So stay here and be offended, bitch. But the other 90%, the other 90% are really good people. And you know, it's you know, every continent and every country. So I, I get to meet young people like you that are, that are serious and you want to go do something and you're, you're valuing your time and you're valuing your life and you're going to go be somebody. And then that's fantastic. But I, I really know that, uh, I feel like it's a pain or a despair. There's a lot of young people that can't find somebody else to talk to because your schools don't teach you shit like they should. They, they teach you to be soft. Your ancestors didn't have it so soft. You know, you're, if, if your dad told you to do something tough, that's, that's almost abuse today. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem. It, it is a problem that uh, I think a lot of young people are gonna be very frustrated that uh, 
It's hard to find a real friend. Now, I, I mentioned earlier that you know, I grew up around a lot of rough people, but um, some of those people were kind of terrible people, and you know, I could have I done without them. But some of those people, you had relationships because your word meant something. Because if you, if you gave somebody, you wouldn't need a contract to get something done. Your word meant something. And for, for some of you, you know, some of the Eastern European cultures are still this way, you know. There, there's real consequences that uh, in a smaller community or within your, within your subculture in a larger community, there's real consequences to not keep your word to people. And then there's other parts of the world that, you know, if it's not written, you know, if it's not on a contract and notarized, uh, forget about it. You know, there's, there's no honor. There's no honor. There's no self-respect. It's going to be a real struggle for some of you, and I think that's really unfortunate. Try to find other people here. I really mean that. Try to find other people here. That You're in a room with some of the most serious people from this part of the world. You're in a room with some of the people that have some of the same frustrations you do. Some of the most serious and dedicated people in this little part of the world. And really try to make a friend here somewhere. You have a hard time making a friend in society. Do you feel this frustration? I know what, what did you say? I feel something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I wish you well. Good luck. The media is not going to help you. The internet is being perverted to be something that it, was, it wasn't intended to be. Let's we'll see.